Ball Talk episode today. It is on the E Network as always, and as always, I am your host, Evan Bluest. Alongside me, of course, is your co-host, the man, Joseph Muto. Joseph, what's going on today? Not too much. I'm feeling good. How are you feeling today? Great. I am doing good. You know, happy to be back. A little two-week break, but you know, we didn't miss too much. Just all of NBA free agency, basically, and, you know, the NFL's been slow, so at least there's that, you know, we're not absolutely inundated with news today, but it will be a news show today, we will go over a couple NFL stories that have happened, and then, as always, check in with our favorite teams, because this is our podcast, and then we'll probably just jump right into the NBA Talk about some big deals. Talk about how we see some teams looking this year. I mean, there is basically all of the interesting free agency moves have happened. So we'll talk about that. And we will then end the podcast. So, Joseph, how have you been so far? I've been okay. I can't complain, you know. It's been a good summer so far. Still working. And um, I'm ready to jump right into this um NFL yeah. news and then NBA free agency. I'm excited. Me too, man. Me too. It's been interesting. I I do enjoy free agency. I think, yeah. you know, it's underratedly exciting for the mm-hmm. most part. It really, you see how teams are shaping out. You can have an opinion of a team and then by the end of like two days of free agency, the opinion is absolutely shifted. But before we get into that excitement, we got a couple of NFL stories I would like to talk about. So first off, Darius Leonard signs a five-year, $99.25 million extension with the Indianapolis Colts. What are your first reactions to this news that came to us today? Well, they had to have some good news somewhere. You know, this is probably their best player on the team. Um, Carson Wentz is out 5 to 12 weeks, which really hurt them. And also, Quentin Nelson is out 5 to their 12 weeks. Their best players, Quentin yeah. Nelson. Well, yeah, basically. <laughs> but, um... Both of them have the exact same injuries, so that really hurt them. So they needed some good news. They needed a fresh start in the offseason for sure, and this just solidifies one of your cornerstones for your franchise. And Darius Leonard is an absolute beast, so he deserves every penny, and I'm excited to see what he does this season because that defense looks very, very good. I'm excited. Mm -hmm. I think, honestly, Darius Leonard is slightly underrated a little bit, like, I think that like when people talk about the best linebackers in the league, I think he's a little bit of an afterthought just because he is flashy, though. Like I don't know what it is. It's maybe just because he plays for the Colts, but yeah. like he is so solid. I mean, first season was the rookie of the year. He had over 100 tackles. I mean, he can rush the passer. He can drop back into coverage. He's a great cover. He's an underrated coverage linebacker. He has all the skills you would want from a linebacker. And I think he really deserved the deal he got, especially coming out of the league as a mid-round pick. Like, that's impressive that someone who wasn't one of those high-end linebackers, usually those linebackers don't make an impact in those middle rounds like Darius Leonard did. So it's really awesome to see. I personally love Darius Leonard. I I just think he's so fun to watch. He can basically, like I said, do everything on the field. And yeah. He's the cornerstone of that defense. I think that without him, that defense would be a lot worse. You have a pretty decent cornerback group in Indianapolis. You have a decent secondary. Your D-line is pretty good, but 
it really all depends on Darius Leonard. If that man makes plays, the rest of the defense makes plays. You're ga- like teams are game planning around him, and that just makes takes a load off the rest of the defense. And I think that it is a huge move to lock him up for the next five years because that's probably going to be the best five years of his career. Oh yeah, it's the most important position like on defense is that middle linebacker spot. Like he's basically the quarterback of the defense. You know he calls the plays. He no, he lets everyone know the setup and stuff like that. Luke Keekley is a perfect example of that. Like Carolina had an unbelievable defense when he was there, and he retired, which was very sad because he was pretty young. But injuries really killed him. But um, after that, it didn't go according to plan. And but I just think that linebackers are really, really big on the defensive side of the ball, and you need top tier linebackers in order to have a top tier defense defense so i think darius leonard is the prime example of that and i think that when they locked him up it was a very very good move so it's a step in the right direction for the indianapolis colts what do you think about tim the nick Foles talk that would be so funny i think it would be hilarious if the colts traded for nick Foles as carson wentz's backup personally i don't think they should trade for anyone i would like to see some of those rookies i mean personally jacob eason fourth round pick from them last year Washington guy I watched I watched a game where he was playing so you know I think it would be cool to see him play in the NFL but like I don't know I feel like you should get I feel like Nick Foles is not the move here if you're going for a backup quarterback one you go try to get uh Marcus Mariota from the Raiders I think that's a possibility I think that's probably the biggest one that you would try to get maybe try to get Jacoby Brissett back from the Dolphins if you can but again honestly I don't know if they need to make a move at quarterback I don't know if it helps Carson Wentz bringing up bringing in a backup who's that capable I don't know he's not the most confident it seems like he has some issues when there's competition there and not to say that you necessarily cater to them but when you give up as much as you did for Carson Wentz I think there's a level of hey you're the starting quarterback and I don't think they should necessarily bring in someone who Carson Wentz will have to compete with for the starting job especially the first year in Indianapolis no I completely agree with that because like it's very hard to have like Carson Wentz in the building and say this is our franchise guy and then all of a sudden he goes down and says oh we don't have faith that you're a gonna stay healthy and b gonna produce so we're gonna bring in a backup just to be sure get a couple games into the season like get a couple more wins but because it's not that big of a deal like the AFC South is a pretty bad division so I think even if you have Carson Wentz out for the first two to three games which which is what it's looking like maybe even more it's not gonna impact you a ton because Tennessee is going to be there obviously but you're always going to compete with them especially if you have Houston and Jacksonville that you have to play twice each so I think you just leave it up to Jacob Eason see what he does and if not then bring back Carson Wentz and see what you traded for plus like the reports coming out of their training camp from what I've seen on like Instagram and other podcasts and stuff is that Jacob Eason and Sam Ellinger have both looked good. Sam Ellinger is, I think, like a sixth or seventh round rookie out of Texas. I watched him play in college a lot when he played Oklahoma. I think he's actually a pretty solid player. He can move with his legs really well. Doesn't have like the mo- he has a big arm, but he doesn't have necessarily the accuracy or touch of some quarterbacks. But I think he is an exciting 
player and should be interesting to watch. So that's also a cool guy. But just going back to Darius Leonard for a second, I really think that the contract they gave him is not that bad at all either. No. Like, it's like what maximum twenty five million dollars a year mm-hmm. for probably the fifth or sixth best linebacker in the NFL. Like that's not a horrible deal at all. And I think that it's good that the Colts didn't have to pay him even more than Fred Warner, even though Fred Warner signed before him. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, he is the top-tier linebacker in the league. So Exactly, Like, and, and that's not a horrible contract. Yeah. And then, yeah, the Colts don't need to bring in a quarterback. The Titans are beatable, and, I mean, the Texans are going to be awful. Yeah. The Jaguars are going to be aggressively mediocre, so I don't think it's a good or a huge deal to bring in someone else. All right, moving on to the last NFL story we'll talk about today, and that is Xavier Howard. A uh, bit of a turmoil in Miami, but it has come to an end as Xavier Howard has regre- agreed to a restructured contract for the 2021-2022 season. So he will stay in Miami, which is a little bit disappointing. To, for me, um, I think that it would have been fun to see him move. But I think it's really good that the Dolphins managed to fix this situation. Um, to be Xavier Howard wasn't like off base in his claims. Like he's not even the highest paid corner on his own team, and he is yeah. probably top four, top five corner in the NFL. So he definitely deserved more money. I think that he'll probably again be an all-pro if not borderline all-pro so I think it's great that Miami could keep him along with alongside Byron Jones and just keep that like really solid defense they had last year more together yeah Byron Jones is really overpaid I feel like because like you said he's the most expensive corner on your team which he shouldn't be I don't I don't really get the whole situation I don't think it solves like a one-year contract it's more like a franchise tag this contract if i'm reading it correctly but it's not a franchise tag so it's like just another season they just up his money a little bit more which kind of solves it for this season but you got to be careful that you're not throwing like more salt in the wound basically because Xavier howard is saying oh i'm unhappy in miami they're not treating me with the right respect then he's kind of got a point like he is the best corner in the league one of Behind Jalen Ramsey, I feel like. I don't and Jair that. Alexander, I'd say. He's probably yeah. third. Yeah, definitely. Him and Stephon Gilmore are pretty tied, I would say. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. And um, he, he makes plays. He gets you interceptions, which is really crazy for a top-tier cornerback. Like you said, Jair Alexander is a complete shutdown corner, and same with Ramsey and Gilmore. They're not going to get as many interceptions. But when you have a guy like Xavier Howard making you plays – Especially when you have a young quarterback like Tua, when you shorten that field for him, it's really valuable. So I think you keep him. I think you try and make him stay as happy as possible and treat him with a little bit more sugar than Byron Jones. So that's my take on it. Yeah, and according to Fox News, it looks like he gets, and Ian Rappaport, it looks like he gets a $1 million Pro Bowl incentive plus $3.5 million in additional incentive so his max contract for the year is about 16 million which is decent money for Mm -hmm. sure but i mean it's still nothing like it's just like it's a it's a tough situation honestly i could see xavian howard leaving again next year because it says 
again in the article, like they're just going to discuss his contract next year. So, I mean, that means almost nothing. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's hard. It's like, we'll talk about it in a second here, but it's kind of like how the Jamal Adams situation is scaring me right now. So, you know what? I guess that's a good enough segue into checking in with our favorite teams, and I'll just start with Jamal Adams. Okay. The Seahawks and Jamal Adams still haven't reached any contract agreement. It seems from reports that they're not even close on a deal, mm-hmm. which is an issue considering you gave up two first-round picks. <clears throat> I'm not too worried about it. I think that they'll be able to fix their situation, come to an agreement before the season starts, but it is worrisome that if Jamal Adams holds out for the season like you have given up this much capital and he's going to have played for you for one season and it's not like a Kawhi Leonard in the NBA where you give that up but you get a championship you lost in the first round of the playoffs and you don't have a first round pick for the ne- like the next two drafts so it's tough I hope it gets worked out but honestly Seahawks camp's been pretty quiet mm-hmm. I think they're playing an in-house scrimmage today Okay. But, like, other than that, not much has happened. Um, the biggest thing for me is, what do you think, this is the last thing I'll talk about for the Seahawks, but what do you think about their tight end situation? Because everyone, I don't know, everyone seems to think Gerald Everett start is starting, but I really think that Will Disley will still get the starting job there. I think it will be Gerald Everett just because we haven't seen anything from Will Disley, and I think it'll be just a nice change to actually see what a tight end can bring to that mm. offense so just give Everett a chance to say hey what can you do for us because Disley isn't catching the ball all the time I know he's a more of a run blocker but um just to see what Everett can do as a little bit of a spark um I mean Everett was a number two tight end in with the Rams behind Higby so I think run blocking could be a specialty of his too and I don't know I, I think we'll have to see you get a guy like Gerald Everett, I think you do have to give him a chance, but if it doesn't work out, then Disley would be a backup. Mm-hmm. I would say that Gerald Everett's a, definitely a more athletic tight end. He's a bit mm-hmm. smaller than Will Disley, but I guess I'm just I'm hung up on that Broncos game from two years ago where Will Disley, like first game, just two touchdowns, 100 yards, 150 yards, something like that. Like That was just an incredible game, and you just kind of saw like this ceiling that he had of this like really versatile down the field receiver but yeah he's been two years he's had multiple surgeries since then so it is tough so I don't know I have a bias towards Will Disley because of course Gerald Everett came from the Rams not a huge (laughs) Rams guy um personally but I do I do like the move for Gerald Everett I think our tight end room is pretty deep honestly at least at the one and two So I think it'll be interesting. I think Gerald Everett, with that athleticism, can bring something. Just where Russell Wilson is not only throwing to his outside receivers, he has a more, I guess, just like what all the announcers talk about is that safety blanket, and hopefully Gerald Everett can be that for Russell Wilson. For sure. I think so too. But going to my team now with the Steelers, not much has changed except... um. I got a notification on my phone yesterday. TJ Watt is not practicing because he's looking for a contract extension. You're scaring me, baby. Come come home. Just stay home, man. Like, I love you so much, TJ Watt. Like, you just have to say, you're the best re- edge rusher in the league. Like, just the, stay the home. The defensive player of the year in our heart. Yes. Just, 
just stay home. But other than that, not much has changed. Um, we had the Hall of Fame game against Dallas. We beat Dallas, so the whole NFL is happy. So um, true. It was a boring game, but Najee looked good on his carries. Seven carries, twenty-two yards. Looked pretty decent. Just and, over um, three yards per carry. Not great. He had some good runs though. There was yes. one run. I think it was probably a second carry where he. It was I think ten yards or so where he just like right up the middle just and that was with this or like at least borderline some of the starters so i think that it was a good carry up the middle i think he fell forward he ran through some guys and got the first down there i was impressed with that Mm -hmm. um yeah i don't know it was an okay game it was pretty boring honestly after micah parsons and uh Najee harris went down i was impressed with micah parsons though i must say he didn't play that much i think he only played one possession but he had one play where it was like a little screen out to the receiver. The receiver makes a move and is open down the sideline. And, I mean, it was a first down for the receiver. But the fact that Micah Parsons got tackled him from his middle linebacker spot, I just thought was an impressive show of athleticism there and just like a good play. And recovering fumbles looks good on True. your resume too. He did so. have the fumble recovery. Less impressed by that because I think recovering fumbles is more just being in the right place at the right time. Yeah. But... And Claypool got a yeah. pretty big 45-yard catch. So other than that, yeah. nothing really going on. What the did kicking you think was of the atrocious. Injury? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> it was backup kickers, but yeah. There's some like badly missed kicks. The Steelers right before halftime with that. Oh, my Just God. like 50 yards from even being close to the uprights. What did you think of how he got injured after that catch, though? Chase Claypool. I didn't watch the game, so I'm not really sure what no? happened. Oh, okay. But um, you can lead me into it what basically he landed you know typical jumps for the ball and kind of like lands on his arm like this i don't think it was a bad injury personally he was on the ground for a bit he got checked out by medical staff but considering there's been no reports i think he'll be fine all right um all right i think it's a good time to transition we'll segue nicely into the nba by talking about our favorite nba teams Let's. I'll tee you up first, Joseph. No, the no, Raptors. No, no, no. You go first because oh. I have so many bad things to say about the Raptors. Yes, bad things. Wow, I would not have thought that. But all right, I guess I'll go first. <laughs> Oklahoma City Thunder. Honestly, not much. They drafted Josh Giddy. I don't. I think. I feel like at number six, it was a little bit of a reach. But yeah, I like what he brings to the team. He's a decent shooter. He can get to the rim. He's athletic. He's a good defender. He was the rookie of the year in Australia, so you know, you know who came out of Australia last year and was the rookie of the year in that league, and that's Lamelo Ball. So, you know, if he can just be a solid player, I don't think he has to be a star, but if he can just score points and defend, along with Shea and Lou Dort out there, like they're gonna have a good defense, mm-hmm. and they're going to make plays. But I really wish they would have drafted Jonathan Kuminga. Honestly, I think yeah. that. They just needed forwards a lot more than they needed another guard. Oh, yeah. And I think that it, like, Kuminga's a raw player and, like, is not a shooter, like, has a lot of developing to do. So I can kind of see why Oklahoma City didn't. But at the same time, you're in a rebuilding phase. Why not draft a project player that doesn't need to be good Mm -hmm. for the next three years or whatever while you're still bringing in talent? So I don't know. I thought it was interesting. We locked up Shea to a five-year, $172 million yes. extension, that was good. which makes me happy because means he's most likely not going anywhere unless he requests a trade, which is still on the table. 
honestly, and it scares me every season. But for now, it seems like Shea's happy considering he signed the extension, but still never know. But hopefully, I think the Thunder will at least be interesting next year. They might not be very good, but, yeah, you know. They'll and we brought okay. back the Moose. That's a big oh, yeah. one, too. Mike Mescala, two years. <laughs> the Moose is back in the building. Honestly, I really didn't like him going into last year, but he's a fine backup center. I still don't think... The Thunder have, like, no bigs, and it's an issue. And are you happy with the whole Kemba Walker situation? Uh, I don't know. It was weird. I mean, I don't really care. Like, I didn't want Kemba to play for us anyways, so I don't really care. Like, I don't think... Like, we just ate some cap for the Celtics. We got a first-round pick out of it. Like, it's fine. I like the Derek Favors move that we got a first round pick out of that. Mm-hmm. Plus, I like Derek Favors. That's that's we did get him as some center depth, but still, I just don't think that the Thunder, outside of their guard position, are very a very talented team. No, yeah, I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> All right, Joseph, release your pain. Man, I don't know. It it it's been rough for the Raptors. They had a terrible year last year. You know how you know how I bash Juju all the time with my Steelers? Yes. And it's like, he was the number two, and he was going to be so promising, and it's his time for number one, and then he craps the bed. Mm-hmm. That's exactly how I feel about Pascal Siakam. He, oh, I hate Pascal Siakam so much. So many game winners he just missed because he does the same move every time. His little spinorama. It worked in the NBA Finals, but now that people are holding on to it, it's just the same move, and he's... And he's bad. And, like, the team has to realize Fred Van Fleet is the franchise guy now, not mm-hmm. Pascal. But then we got to the NBA draft, and oh, I'm just so mad, man. Like, Kyle Lowry's going to go, which sucks, but you know he's going to go. And he was our franchise for the longest time, greatest Raptor of all time, but he's going to go. So draft Jalen Suggs. Please, I was praying for Jalen Suggs. I was on my phone, like, because I was in the mountains in BC, and I was just on my phone, just, like, reloading. It's like, okay, Kate Cunningham went, perfect. And then Jalen Green, and then Evan Mobley. I'm like, I kind of wanted Mobley, but that's okay. Draft Jalen Suggs. Scotty Barnes? Scotty Barnes? Oh, my God. He plays like Draymond Green. That's what we're comparing him to, Draymond Green. I don't want Draymond Green. I saw his highlights. He is so thick, man. He's got cake, Scotty Barnes. It's just a bad situation. And then we lost Lowry, which sucked, but... It was expected. He knew it was coming. I know. And I cried a little, but then we got Goran Dragic for him. It's like, I hate Goran Dragic. What? This is not going to be a good team. It seems like they're going to trade him, though. Yeah, I Reports hope Reports so. coming out the last couple days have been pointing that direction. I think we just did it for Precious Achua, but I don't really see a place for him. I love have, Precious Achua. If we have Birch, who I really like, and Boucher, who I also really like. But Small ball five, maybe. Like, I don't know. I would play Achua over Birch, personally. Uh, Birch was doing well for us. He was good on the pick and roll with Lowry, but now that he's not there, like, I don't know what's going to happen. It's It's going to be a really small ball. Because we, we're going to play two point guards again. And I don't know how Goran Dragic is going to feel about that. Especially after he went off the bench. And he was actually really good off the bench for Miami. So he's going to be starting because Flynn's going to be the backup now. So 
I'm nervous. I'm very nervous. I don't have high expectations for the Raptors. Are you happy that they signed Gary Trent at least? Yes, I'm very happy. Okay. But I don't understand why we got rid of Powell at the trade deadline. Yeah. That didn't make any sense. I to mean, me. to be fair, Powell got overpaid he in did. free agency. He so did. it's most more I think the Raptors just didn't want to pay him ninety million dollars. Uh, but honestly, like this is a player that you develop through your G League and who you've been... That's how, what you do. That's what the Raptors do. They develop through the G League and, like, undrafted players and, like, really under-the-radar caliber players. So to have that, like, come to fold and to finally see Powell dropping, like, 30 points a game, which was what he was doing last year, and then all of a sudden trading him for Gary Trent Jr., who I love, but he's no Powell. So I'm not sure about it. I do like Trent... But um, we're going to have to see. I'm glad we got rid of Aaron Baines, though. That was mm-hmm. very painful. It sucks that he's injured, though. That was really disappointing that he got injured and might miss the whole season. I mean, yeah. never wished it on anyone. He did have a bad season last year, though, and I don't think the Raptors needed him. No. But uh, I want to talk. There's a couple of things I want to talk about the Raptors. First off, I don't hate the Scotty Barnes move as much as you do. The only reason for that is... Because it opens the door for you trading Siakam. Because yeah. Scotty Barnes and Siakam are similar players. Like mm-hmm. at this point, Siakam is basically Draymond Green because he cannot. He's like he's just <laughs> his offensive game is not where it was two years ago when they mm-hmm. won the championship. Like he's still a twenty point per game scorer, but he's not efficient. He's not good in fourth quarters when the game is on the line. And I think that you can trade him. I. Got into a very large argument with Ethan on Instagram because I saw like this. It was just like a random score post. I was like, De'Aaron Fox for Pascal Siakam. Who says no? And I was like, this is a great move. <laughs> and he was adamantly no. What? I would take De'Aaron Fox, my Kentucky boy. I love Kentucky. so. But like, do you not think that the fit works? It would work. We love to work in transition, and De'Aaron Fox is the fastest person in the NBA. So. But Gary Trent doesn't need to start. You just play Fox oh. and Van Vliet. Yeah. And then you have Barnes and OG at your wing spots, and then yeah. you just play whoever at center. I think, that's I think the it thing, would work though. I perfect. Think, I think Nick Nurse does not want to do a two point guard system anymore because to have Lowry and Van Fleek. One of them coming off the bench, it just doesn't work because they're two superstars. Now this year, I think that's why they didn't draft Jalen Suggs, just because they want Fred Van Fleet to be the number one ball carrier and all that stuff and have actually Trent start at the two, OG at the three, Pascal at the four, and Ken Birch at the five. But we need more bench depth, so I think Gary Trent Jr. coming off the bench would be a little bit better. And if you have injuries, he can always start, but... Jalen Suggs is on the table and you don't take him, we're, we're really going to regret that one. Oh, I I think you will. I think <sighs> Jalen Suggs to, who was it at five? Orlando. Orlando, the Magic. That's what I thought. Him and Cole Anthony, as you're kind of like young guys coming up through the system as guards, Cole Anthony showed a ton of promise last year. I mean, he wasn't a, I think he was only a second round pick, but I mean, I mean, his dad was an NBA player. He knows the life. I'm. He's obviously a grinder from what you've seen. Mm-hmm. Jalen Suggs is not only an amazing scorer, he's also a solid defender. Like, you really, I don't know. I, I agree with you on that. Like, I don't know how you don't draft Jalen Suggs. Not that, I just don't hate the fit with Scotty yeah. Barnes because I think he fits the mold of the forwards that Masai likes. Yeah. But, but yeah, I don't think the Raptors will be very good next year. No, we won't be. That's okay. 
All right, and now that we've checked in with our favorite teams, it's time to move into some of the bigger deals. We'll start with some of the top names. Okay. We'll get to Kyle Lowry. We'll talk about that a bit more, I think, just because okay. we didn't really talk about the deal itself too much. But first off, let's go to Los Angeles, where we have Kawhi Leonard signing with the Clippers. Okay. We'll talk about that first. We can talk okay. about a little, a few more of the... Lakers deals in a second here, but okay. Kawhi Leonard, what do you think of him resigning? Why did he leave? Like, I don't understand why he left, but that's just a homer pick. What I actually think of the pick is pretty good, three years, but um, Kawhi really needs to step up. Like, he's had two unbelievable seasons, 2014 and 2019. Outside of that, he's been injured, like, the whole time, mm-hmm. and if he's not injured, then he's doing load management. So, to have a big-ticket name in Kawhi Leonard in a big ticket market in Los Angeles and he's not even going to play like if I'm a GM I'm not investing a long-term contract in Kawhi Leonard just because of those reasons he's unreliable and you don't know what you're gaining the Raptors got really lucky that we got a full like healthy Kawhi Leonard in 2019 and we've only seen that twice like I said in 2014 and 2019 so to have that happen again especially in a really tough Western Conference this year. Again, it's really tough, but wherever Kawhi goes, he has to step up. It's on him. It's not the Clippers' fault that they re-signed him. I would have done the same thing if it's a three-year deal. He's one of the like best players in the world when he shows up. So it's a gamble, but that's the only thing you can do at this point because to have Paul George and those other guys, what, Terrence Mann to be mm-hmm. your number two, like – you have to take that risk on Kawhi Leonard. So I like the move by the Clippers. I just think I wouldn't trust Kawhi Leonard, but it has to come through Kawhi Leonard himself. Yeah, okay. I think, well, we'll just mention it. Kawhi will miss probably most of next season with a knee injury just because he had surgery. But if he can come back like right before the playoffs and Paul George and the rest of that team has put them in a decent spot, as long as they're like not in a play-in tournament or something, because I just don't think they'll have the chemistry then yeah. to win a playoff tournament or a play-in tournament game. But if Kawhi can come back like ten games left in the season, maybe use those ten games, get ready for the playoffs, and then go into a playoff series, I think they're in a good spot. Okay. But I think a lot of it rests on Paul George staying healthy. Same yeah. thing with Kawhi and just their. Role players. They re-signed Reggie Jackson. I mean, Terrence Mann looked amazing in that series against Utah. Like, I don't know if they trust Terrence Mann because you see him the next series basically playing absolutely no minutes against the Suns. So, Mm -hmm. who knows? But, I mean, the Reggie Jackson deal was a great signing. There's Paul George. He's still there. Kawhi coming back. The fact that you've got a three-year deal out of Kawhi is also good. Um, You know, I was hearing some talk that he would maybe, like, just from some analysts and stuff, that he would possibly sign, like, a one-and-one with a player option. Just after his injury, you don't know what's going to happen. But the fact you have three years, you have this year to hopefully make another run to the conference finals because the Clippers were a good team last year. And I think they were underratedly a good team, but I think that's what you want out of the Clippers. But the other thing, Kawhi's never going to stop managing his loads. Um (laughs) (laughs) Um, he's a load manager all the way his loads need to be managed whether that's by him or the training staff but for real he's he's gonna sit games him and paul george are both gonna sit games i mean it's just all stars do that now lebron even does like everyone does that 
So I don't think that's going to change, but I think it's a good move for the Clippers. There. Yeah, I think so too. And let's move to the other L.A. team and talk about our favorite player in the league, Russell Westbrook, and yes. how him traded to the Washington Wizards. What do you think? Um, or from the Washington Wizards to the L.A. Lakers. My my bad. Um, I'm not sure what I feel about it. Like, I think it was a good trade for both teams. It's just how is he going to fit is what I'd love to see. Who's going to carry the ball up, him or LeBron? And um, who's going to be in pick-and-roll situations with Anthony Davis? Like, is LeBron going to get the ball at all? I'm not sure because Russell Westbrook had one of his worst years in Houston when he was with James Harden. So, and he had an okay season with Bradley Beal in, but when he was injured, Russell Westbrook was doing, what, 35, 20, and 20 or some crazy stats like that. So, I've always said this, Russell Westbrook could be one of the greatest players in the world if he was just on, like... A crappy team all by himself. Yeah, like just like trying to make the playoffs. Exactly. I agree exactly. with you 100%. That's when you get the best of Russell Westbrook. That's when he won his MVP season. Like Victor Oladipo did basically nothing and he was just doing pick and roll with Steven Adams the whole time. But it's going to be interesting to see. They got a lot of veterans. And when I say veterans, I mean like old age home <laughs> veterans. But I veterans. mean, veterans. They'll be okay. I really like the signing of Kendrick Nunn. Mm, I really like that. That was a really one. good one. I really like that one. I don't know what's going on with Dennis Schroeder. Like, he thinks he can be a starting point guard in this league. I He'll just, be back there. I, I bet. I mean, we'll see. Kendrick Nunn is really good. So, I'd take Nunn over Schroeder just based off what they did last season and the season before that and all that stuff. But Caruso's really going to hurt. You know, he brings that energy, brings that chemistry. Him going to Chicago is really going to hurt. I know Laker fans are happy Kuzma's gone. Um, I don't like that he's gone. Personally. Really? I thought he fit the Lakers really well. Especially, he kind of found his role in the end of last season. And, like, if you watch that play-in game, he was a huge reason why they beat Golden State. Like, he was hitting threes. He was playing defense. Like, I don't know. I think everyone hates Kyle Kuzma because he's way more popular than he is good at basketball. But yeah. I think that he was a good bench player for the Lakers, personally. Okay. Okay. I could respect that, but... If they want to win now, they have to get a big ticket item in Russell Westbrook just to sell more jerseys and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. uh, hopefully they're healthy. But I don't know how it's going to fit. It's Russell Westbrook is such a bull in a china shop that it's yeah. really going to – it might r- rub LeBron the wrong way. So The spacing is going to be weird. I mean, yeah. Russ demands – like there's players where you're like – there's teams where like, oh, I don't know how that's going to work, like the Nets. Like, they all need the ball. But then there's like, Russell Westbrook, like, genuinely will not do anything if the yes. ball is not moving through him, which I don't think is the worst thing. The thing is, you can do that with Russell Westbrook in the the entire regular season. LeBron and AD can kind of, like, not play at their top, top level because mm-hmm. you have Russ there who can facilitate the offense. He can score inside and pass it out. Like, LeBron James can literally just sit on the elbow. Yeah. Like, a ton. And, like, Anthony Davis will just post up, hang out in the post, whatever. But, like, Russell Will- Westbrook, my bad, like, just can facilitate the offense during that regular season. And then when it comes to the postseason, LeBron and Anthony Davis are not, like, tired, dead tired from, like, playing hard all season. And they can just grind out the win. You play Russell Westbrook maybe a little bit less or just when LeBron and AD aren't necessarily on the floor in the playoffs. Yeah. And I think it works. The other signing that I really like for them 
is Carmelo Anthony. Yes. I think that that is really good. Carmelo really rehabbed his image in Portland, and if he can do what he did in Portland, I think that's a super valuable piece. Mm -hmm. Like, honestly, I would consider... I don't think you can start Carmelo Anthony, but he is your sixth man, no question. Yeah. And um, another guy that really has to step up that was, you know, a hush-hush under the radar, oh, this is just a joke signing, but is actually going to do really well, Wayne Ellington. Because oh, yeah. there is Drano no Wayno. <laughs> there is no three point shooting on this nope. team at all. So if Wayne Ellington can hit some threes off the bench, that would be huge. That would be so big for the Lakers. So hopefully he gets some minutes. Frank Vogel sees that he needs three point shooting, and I think that's their best three point shooter. The nice thing is though that like last time Wayne Ellington was a big deal signing was like I think two years ago when he signed with the Bulls. Yeah. And I think the Bulls were expecting a lot more from him than just the shooting. Mm-hmm. But literally in L.A., all he has to do is hit shots. He just has to replace Contavious Caldwell-Pope's offense. Yeah. I don't think he's a good defender like Contavious Caldwell-Pope is, but that was also a rough loss for them. Yes, that was huge. Disappointing. But mm-hmm. I think that Wayne Ellington just has to shoot. Their team is going to be interesting. I feel like they kind of want Schroeder back at this point if they can get him for the right price just to kind of round out their guards. Uh, but, but if you have none in Westbrook, I don't see why another point guard is necessary. Bench, maybe, but that's true. But I think they could use... I don't know if Dennis Schroeder is really a point guard, though. You can play him as a shooting guard. I don't know. Oh, well, that's not that important considering the. it seems the only team that wants him is Boston, but... I think that Taylor Horton Tucker just has to be solid as well yes, for the whole season because he's going to come into that kind of Kyle Kuzma role of play defense, hit threes, and just be solid off the bench. Like they need, they need Horton Tucker to be good. It's I think it's going to be really interesting. I think that this could go really well and obviously end in a championship, which is what I would like, just because I really want Westbrook to get a chip. Oh, but yeah. I could also see it crashing and burning very aggressively so it'll be an interesting an interesting season for the lakers we shall see all right we're gonna move on talk quickly about chris paul here uh he signs a four-year deal of up to 120 million i thought this was interesting i did not expect chris paul to get a four-year deal at all i was thinking maximum two years Mm -hmm. but good for him I mean, the Suns obviously want him around. I think that he really just... He had an incredible season last year. Like, I don't think there's any denying that. I mean, of course, it ended disappointingly. And, like, there's a memory, recent memory thing where... I mean, he did not end the season well. And that's disappointing. But, like, honestly, he played so well all season. And I think that it is a huge piece for the Suns to hold on to there. So, good for the Suns. I think they can run it back and be a really high seed in the West again next year. Yeah, no doubt. I completely agree with that. I don't have much to say on Chris Paul, honestly. It's like I don't have much to say really on teams that re-sign players back. Like, just do what you did last year. Fair enough. Hopefully you see what happens. I will say this, though. um, The Curry signing was really under the radar, and I don't understand why because that was a huge, huge move by Golden State to keep Curry. A lot of money. A lot of money. And we're all praying, not just Dub Nation, we're all praying for Klay Thompson to come back because that just makes the West even more interesting because we saw what Curry could do all by himself. You have Klay Thompson back. That'd be crazy. And just one more thing on Golden State, like James Wiseman, Andrew 
Andrew Wiggins and four first round picks for Ben Simmons. Like Philadelphia is absolutely crazy. Like what are they thinking with that trade offer? Like that's so stupid. Well, the thing is, Ben Simmons has no value. No one likes Ben Simmons. Yeah. I don't like Ben Simmons. But that's but just the media talking. He does some things at an elite level, but that's very few defense, things. But it's defense. not what you want. Yeah. And it's also, the, really, the only the biggest issue with Ben Simmons is he refuses to play power forward. Yes. The fact that he won't just suck it up and play power forward is, like, one of the biggest issues because you're wasting a guard spot exactly. on someone who doesn't play like a guard. Exactly. And thinks he's a guard for some reason. And it's like, yeah, you can guard the point guards if you want. Like, just like they should, he should just be guarding whoever's the best player on the other team, realistically. Exactly. Unless it's a center, but. Yeah, and he even did a that, center. Depending. And he did that in his second year. Like, he, the first year he was completely injured. And then they draft Markel Fultz. And then right before the season starts, he's like, I'm the point guard of this team. It's like, what? You just drafted Markel Fultz with the first overall pick. I know he had a really bad shoulder and he wasn't balling out, but still, like. You could add a, a dynasty there, but Ben Simmons just makes me mad a little bit. I don't like Ben Simmons. And I don't like how he's so overpowered in 2K. Like, he need, they need to fix that. It's so stupid playing against him. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, I just, yeah, if he can suck it up. The thing is, he doesn't even fit on the Warriors. Like, there's no way you can have Draymond and Ben Simmons ever play on the same team together. Draymond is just a hype man. I don't, I don't know. Draymond. But they basically are the same player. Like, they both only play defense. And, like, I guess Ben Simmons is slightly better around the rim well, on He's offense. way more explosive than Draymond. He That's can true. go coast to coast But, like, easily. you cannot have them on the same floor at this, uh, on the floor at the same time unless you're protecting a lead. Yeah. Like, you just, it's never going to work because they both do the exact same thing. You could play him at center, though. I think that's why they offered James Wiseman in the trade. You could play Ben Simmons at center. Or Draymond at center. It yeah. works, but, like, I don't know. I just cannot see a, a way that, like, Draymond and Ben Simmons on the same team works and is a good team. But, like, if that happened, they would have an elite defense in Golden State, which would be interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. We're going to talk about some sign-in trades here. Let's start with Lonzo Ball and DeMar DeRozan, both getting two different deals, but they were both signed and traded to the Chicago Bulls. Man, the Bulls better do something this year. They have to do something this year. Their starting five looks awesome. They got Ball, Levine, DeRozan, Markinen if he's healthy, and if it's not, it's going to be Patrick Williams. It's and, not going to be Markinen. Mark my words. Yeah. And then um, Vucevic at the five. So. Oh, beautiful. It, it is beautiful, but they have done, like, nothing since Jimmy Butler left. Like, absolutely Well, this nothing. is by far the best team they've had since That's Jimmy true, Butler That's true, but left. I don't trust DeMar DeRozan anymore. I used to trust him, but I don't I don't trust DeMar DeRozan anymore. I don't think DeMar DeRozan... DeMar DeRozan doesn't have to be a number one player on that team, but and I think that helps. I think helps. that's the thing. He wants to be. That's the problem with Why DeMar would he DeRozan. sign with the Bulls if he wanted to be a number one guy? Because he feels like he's better than Levine. I, that's just... Mm. I've watched him for a very long time. I've... I've seen him play. He was one of my favorite players. But, like, after he got traded, which really sucked, he just, like, there's no growth with DeMar DeRozan, I feel like. And, I don't know, I feel like he's going to slow the game down for the Bulls, which I don't think is the best option because Ball and Levine really want to run with the with the basketball. And um, I just don't think that DeMar really fits the system. He would fit in New York with the Knicks, but... The Bulls are a very young team, 
And I know you're trying to add veteran presence with DeMar, but I just don't see a fit. I like it. I'm a lot more op- optimistic about this team, but I can understand where you're coming from. It kind of reminds me of, like, the Cleveland Browns, the season with... Oh, I'm blanking on his name right now. Their offensive coordinator, who they fired immediately, like, a couple years ago. But oh, it yeah. just... Freddie Kitchens, that's his name. The season with Freddie Kitchens, where it's just, like... They had so much hype before the season, and they went, like, 8-8. Eight and eight. Mm-hmm. And I can kind of see that happening with the Bulls, but personally, I like it. Lonzo Ball's underrated at this oh, yeah. point. He gets way too much hate. He found his three-point shot last year. He is a great defender. He's a great passer. And I think that four years, $85 million is not a bad contract for Lonzo Ball. I think... The Bulls desperately needed someone who could play defense. I think he yeah. fits that. That's also why I think Patrick Williams goes into the starting lineup over Lowry Markkinen, regardless of whether Lowry Markkinen is on that team or not, Yeah. because Patrick Williams plays defense. Mm-hmm. But, and then think about it. You have Markkinen and then Kobe White coming off the bench, too. Mm-hmm. That's really scary. As a so. six-man, yeah. Yes. Kobe White doesn't have to start this year. That's a bonus for mm-hmm. the Bulls, I think. I think that was way too much on Kobe White's plate. Yeah. I think they'll be good. I think they will be probably, I don't know, they could finish in a lot of places in the East. They could be a playoff team. They're definitely a playoff team. There's no way they're not a playoff team, but I don't, they could be anywhere from like five to one seed is what I think. Okay. All right, let's go through the East teams then. So Milwaukee, Brooklyn, Philly, Atlanta, the Knicks. The the, Bulls. The Celtics. The Celtics. The Celtics. The Pacers, I would put in there. I think the Pacers are always solid. Yeah, I can see the Bulls. Yeah, the Bulls are a 6-8 to eight seed. I see that. I think they could finish higher just because they're not maybe not the in the top six teams, mm-hmm. but it's a regular season. Like, yeah. I could see them finishing higher just because it's a regular season and not all the teams that are the best teams always finish as high as you think. Are the Bulls better than the Hornets? Yes. Okay. By far. Okay. The Hornets are a good team, but they're still building up. Yeah, I mean, they drafted really well this year, getting James Booknight and Kai Jones. Kai Jones is a huge developmental player, though. I don't know how Kelly Oubre is going to fit in there, especially with Gordon Hayward. I Off the bench, maybe? Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's it's a weird fit. I think they just, one, had money because they lost Devontae Graham, yeah. and two, just needed someone else to score points. Mm-hmm. And Kelly Oubre can do that for them, so I don't mind that move. It's not the greatest. I don't know. The Hornets have had a weird offseason, I would say. All right, and then I wanted to talk about these two. Uh, Norman Powell and Duncan Robinson both signed five-year, $90 million deals with the Blazers and the Heat, respectively. I thought it was interesting. Yeah. I think that they're both massive overpays. Not. I would Duncan say Duncan Robinson. Robinson is more of an overpay than Norman Powell. Oh, no. But... Like, I don't know. I understand why the Heat did it. I understand why the Blazers did it. I don't know. Duncan Robinson shoots threes. That's But he does it at such a high clip that, like, I've seen him start a game, go four for four. I guess it's a Clay Thompson kind of situation. I don't know. I was just more surprised. Yeah. Well, Clay Thompson actually plays defense. That's true. Duncan Robinson is a horrible defender, is the other thing. Is like, he can shoot threes, but he gives your team almost nothing else. And that's why I thought 90 million was a little high. It was, especially when you have Lowry now that's going to be so ball-dominant because they didn't really have, like, a ball-dominant point guard. Like, Jimmy Butler was that person, but I don't know. I think I think it'll be good. Him and Bam, Duncan Robinson, it'll fit. It'll, it'll fit. Do you, you think need sharp shooters he'll in the start? Lake. 
Duncan Robinson? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He's going to start. So Tyler Hero's coming off the bench? Yes. Fair enough. You need a spark off the bench that can actually ball handle. And then the Norman Powell staying in Portland, I think, is a really good move for Portland just because I think that they need, like, scoring around Dame or Dame will leave. So I you don't know, think Dame is going to leave anytime soon. I don't think so. But you still got to be like, hey, we are invested in winning. So yes. I think that you had to pay Norman Powell that deal. So lucky mm-hmm. him mm-hmm. being the receiver of that. And All he right. might be the number two ahead of CJ McCollum if it works out. Exactly. Ah, uh, maybe. I don't know about that, but... All right, and then... Mm, there's a couple more deals I want to talk about. The biggest... Oh, Alex Caruso to the Bulls. Oh, I also thought was a good move. Yes. Just going to throw that in there. I think that it uh, shores up their defense. He's another great defender off the bench mm-hmm. there, so that's good. But a couple more deals I want to talk about. Staying with the Heat for a second, Victor Oladipo. Yes. I think that's an I interesting move. that one. I like this personally. I love Victor Oladipo. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that if he doesn't have as much like responsibility responsibility on his shoulders as he did in Indianapolis, so I think that rehabbing from an injury in Miami, he won't have a huge stress on him. He'll be a bench shooting guard most likely, and if he yeah. can just score points and rehab his image, I think next year he'll be getting a pretty solid deal. Yeah. I agree with that. All right, and then Knicks, I think, is the next one I want to talk about, and then okay. I think we should be pretty much good, and then we can kind of just maybe go through a couple more that you liked, and then we'll be out of here. So Alrighty. New York, Kemba Walker. Yep. They re-sign Derrick Rose. They re-sign... Randall. Yep, Julius Randall. That's a big one. They re-sign Reggie Bullock. Evan Fournier they signed. Yes. They made a bunch of moves. I mean, keeping some players. Nerlens Noel's another one. What do you think? What was the best signing the Knicks made? Um, I actually really like... Hmm, I don't mind the Evan Fournier one. I actually like the Evan Fournier one. That's my favorite one. Just because it's a good change of scenery for Evan Fournier. Not to, like... In Orlando, he was the main ball carrier. He had to be the main scorer. And in, like... Uh, what the hell Boston like he didn't get the ball at all and he was god awful with the Knicks there's a good balance of he can get the ball he can score he can shoot three pointers and he can also take a seat back so I think it's a good mix for Evan Fournier he did amazing in the Olympics he was really good and so he played great for France hopefully he can um carry that momentum but it's still got to be R.J. Barrett for me. R.J. Barrett still has to be the number one guy. I know Julius Randle absolutely balled out, but it still has to be He has to be, be at least Barrett. the number one guard. Yes. And he had, he just, I don't know, he has to take more control of that team. I don't think, like, Julius Randle shouldn't be a point forward. No. He should be the second option on that team with R.J. Barrett as the first, I agree. But I think R.J. Barrett had a really good season last year, underratedly. Yeah. And I think he has a chance. Yeah. For me, my favorite signing was probably... Mm, I like the fact that they kept Derrick Rose. I think that was a really good move. But, I mean, locking up Julius Randle is obviously going to be the biggest one. I think that that's really good. Five more years of Julius Randle in New York. I think it keeps the Knicks exciting. Mm -hmm. I like the Kemba Walker deal, too. The fact that it was only $8 million for Kemba Walker, like, putting him next to R.J. Barrett, I think, will also help R.J. Barrett. Yes. Because Kemba Walker is athletic. He can score in a like basically any way possible. He's not a good defender, but R.J. Barrett, it'll one. I think it'll show him 
how to be a ball dominant kind of guard. Yeah. But also, RJ Barrett can, if he doesn't know what to do, sit on the wing. Kemba Walker can go inside, draw in the defense, pass him out to RJ Barrett on the wing, and it'll look good for RJ Barrett. I think. Yeah, no doubt. But I think the Knicks are going to be a good team next year. I think they improved. Mm-hmm. I hope Evan Fournier can play better because he was not good in Boston, like you said. So yeah, hopefully he can improve. All right, I think that's all of the specific signings I want to talk about. Joseph, do you have any underrated signings that you are a huge fan of? Um, hmm. I'm not really sure. Um, Sam Decker to the Raptors, definitely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's my underrated pick. But um, I don't. I don't really know. I think. Yeah, I think we touched on all of them. Oh, yes. Um, PJ Tucker to the Heat. Yes. That is going to be That was going to be one of the ones I wanted to talk about, but I love that move for the Heat. Yes. I think the best part of it is they have like at least 3 people who are like 25% chance every game of getting into a fight, which <laughs> I think will be funny. Um, I think that there will be a lot of ejections from that Heat team between yes. Bam Adebayo, Jimmy Butler, and uh PJ Tucker. It'll Lowry can run his mouth too. True, <laughs> Lowry as well. That's the other one. Like I don't know. There's like four players. There's a all. I don't know if PJ Tucker will start, but I think he will. That I, defense I is going to be nasty too. Bam's yes. a great rim protector. Mm-hmm. Jimmy's a great defender. Lowry's a great defender. Tucker's a great defender. And then you have Duncan Robinson, who's not a good <laughs> defender, but he's surrounded by good defenders, so he'll look better probably. You can start Oladipo if you really want to have. Like, I a wouldn't God start squad the season. Of- as him as a starter. Okay. But, like, maybe in the playoffs, or just, like, honestly, yeah, God squad of defenders, and you have, oh, like, ooh. Even Tyler Hero's a good defender if you want to play him. I don't think you can play him next to Lowry. Yeah. Because I don't think it fits, but mm-hmm. if you wanted to. All right, my favorite move, underrated. I'm going to go with Justice Winslow to the Clippers. I'm a, I'm a big Justice Winslow fan. I think that, one, great defender, and he's a good three-point shooter. He's a decent scorer. I think he really helps that bench unit if he can stay healthy. So I think that if he can, like most of the Clippers, I guess, if he can stay healthy, I think that's a great fit off the bench. Probably not a starter just because of Paul George and Kawhi as their forwards. No, I saw a list of like top five shooting guards, and Paul George was on it. And I was like, I've never once considered Paul George a shooting guard. So maybe he's a shooting guard, but... Was he in Indiana? I always thought he was a small forward. He was a shooting guard in Oklahoma because they mm, played Carmelo. I guess. Three. Uh, Carmelo was more at the four, though. Because oh, it was Russell Westbrook, and then who was the other guard? I don't even remember. It was Dennis Schroeder. Oh, yeah. It was Russell Westbrook, Dennis Schroeder, and, the- and then those two at the four and the five. I don't think he's ever been a shooting guard. That's less important, but I think that He'll be a great bench piece. I also like Patty Mills to the Nets. Yeah. That was a good move. Two years. I think that'll... Like, he balled out. I think he averaged, like, 28 points or something for Australia in the Olympics. Like, I don't, he's not obviously not going to do that for the Nets. But, like, if he can just be a scorer and a leader of that bench unit, that's exactly what they need. Popovich needs to retire, man. Those poor Spurs. They ain't got no one left. I feel bad, but... I'd love to see Becky Hammond as the first female head coach. That would be so awesome. I'm, I don't think it's going to happen for her there. I, would, like, I hope. It's just the issue is every time that Pop plays like Saturday game, it's Tim Duncan. Like 
It yeah. just seems like Tim Duncan's going to be the next coach. And I think it should be Becky Hammond. Someone mm-hmm. She should have gotten a job this year, to yeah. be realistic. Like, I don't know why she didn't, but it's disappointing that... Like, I think that, yeah, Pop, a couple more seasons. Like, the Spurs aren't good. Like, why stick around? You're yeah. old. Like, why stick around for the rebuild? Mm-hmm. All right. Um, looking through this list, maybe the only other one that we want to bring up here is the Malik Monk to the Lakers as well. That's oh, a I good signing. I like that as a guard off the bench. He might even start, honestly. He's a scorer. He's a good player. I think that he brings athleticism that the Lakers sorely lack because of how old a lot of their team is outside of their big three. Like, I don't really call anyone else on that team athletic, except maybe, like, Taylor Horton Tucker. But like and Dwight Howard. Mm. Uh, He's going to be a better fit than Montrezl Harrell, I feel like. That's true. That was also a good signing. I like that. I yeah. think it's going to be interesting. You know, we jumped around a lot today, but... I think it was a good podcast, solid podcast. I think our insight was amazing. Incredible analysis, as always, from you, Joseph. Thank you, You thank you. Can we do fantasy next week? You know what? It's probably a fantasy week next week. As long as there's nothing huge. favorite week. There's fantasy. We got a few shows to do. I think we do fantasy next week. Then we got to do division, I would say division power rankings at least. Go through the divisions of the NFL. And then, you know, break down some news. I also wrote down a few podcast topics or notes that are like little discussion topics that not like a whole show, mm-hmm. but a couple things I wanted to talk to you about. So hopefully we'll be able to get to that in one of these shows. So, awesome. you know, big things coming. Hopefully we'll get that Manscaped ad soon <laughs> and we'll be making money off this podcast. But until then, uh, thank you for listening. Remember to... Share it. Leave us five stars on Apple Podcasts, or I don't know if you you can rate us on Spotify. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I don't have Spotify. Um, also, if you have any questions or just want to leave a little comment, you can leave it on Apple Podcasts or email us at the e network podcast at gmail.com. That's T H E E network podcast at gmail.com. So write us in an email. We'll try our best to answer it as long as it's a good email. Um, Nothing inappropriate, guys. Come on. Not that we've gotten anything inappropriate, but they do have to be, like, I don't know. Just just send in some good emails. I'm sure you intelligent listeners can use your own discretion. But thank you for listening. Like I said, share it with your friends. That's the most important. We want to bump that 15 average viewer list or average listeners per podcast up to 16. So, you know, just thank you again. I'll mention this, though. Thank you for getting us to 200 listens. Good job, guys. You know what? We have a solid, solid foundation. We're up past 200 now. Blown by it. We're at 219 total plays. So keep it going, guys. Listen. I don't know. Just thank you. I just don't want to repeat myself again. But thank you for listening, and we will see you probably next week.